Oh man, it is crunch time. If you're within five years of retirement, that is really the window where you gotta dial things in. Of course, ideally, we have things dialed in early, as early as we possibly can, right? Where we kinda know what the plan's gonna be. But once you start getting close, that's when you have to get things squared away to make sure you're gonna be okay. Because the closer you get to retirement, the less, the less room you have to really make changes, right? Because let's say, let's say you start doing some plan like, oh man, um, I really need more in my TSP. Well, if you have only six months before you plan on retiring, well, how much time do you actually have to get more in there, right? Well, not much. So once you start hitting these times of, okay, five years out, well, there's some things you have to make sure you have done or are doing to be on track and to keep the benefits that you want into retirement. There's many, many things to think about. Today we're gonna to talk about some of the, the, the top five, in my opinion, um, that are so, so crucial five years out from retirement. Again, if you're new here, my name is Dallin Hawes. This is the Hawes Federal Advisors YouTube channel and podcast. Welcome and all the time we talk about how you as a federal employee can retire comfortable and confident, get the most out of your federal benefits. So we're gonna dive right in and start right here. And the first thing, that we're gonna talk about is so crucial is being able to keep the insurance that you need into retirement. Because honestly, if you aren't eligible to keep your health insurance when you wanna retire, well, that's gonna to be tough to retire unless you are at least 65, maybe you could do Medicare, but even that's not ideal, just having Medicare. As a federal employee, ideally you want to be able to keep your health insurance. That's one of your best benefits. Now, if you're on TRICARE, there's some nuances here. But as a federal employee, not on TRICARE, you wanna be eligible. So the first thing that you have to do and know about health insurance is there's some eligibility requirements, right? First, to keep your health insurance, you have to retire with what they call an immediate retirement. Basically, being eligible to get a pension right away, right? If that's you, that's one of them. Next, you have to be covered under your federal health insurance for five, the five years before retirement. That's why you have to really get serious at least five years out to make sure you're covered under FEHB. And a common situation where it doesn't happen is let's say your spouse is working for a company on the private side. And let's say um, their health insurance is actually cheaper over there, right? Well, if you're on their plan and you do not get on your federal health insurance within the five years before retirement, well, either you gotta work longer or you can't keep your federal health insurance into retirement. And often, your spouse who works for a private company won't be able to keep their health insurance either. That's generally not what a private company does. So you wanna make sure you're covered for at least the five years before retirement if you wanna keep your federal health insurance in retirement. And of course, the last eligibility requirement, and it's kind of built in, is why on the day you retire, you gotta be covered. You gotta be covered under FEHB. So that is your health insurance, okay? And that is probably the most relevant for the most federal employees. The next, of course, is your life insurance. And life insurance eligibility rules are actually very similar to your health insurance. You gotta be covered for five years. You gotta retire within immediate retirement. You gotta be covered on the day you retire. Those are the big ones. Now, for your dental and vision, the requirements are a little laxer. They're not as difficult. Basically, you just as long as you retire with a, an immediate retirement, basically be eligible to get pension right away, then you can keep your dental and vision in retirement. And actually, even if you're not even covered with dental and vision when you retire, as long as you retire with an immediate retirement, you can you can even enroll in dental and vision in retirement. So, so there's some flexibility there. Now, the last thing I wanna know when we're talking about insurance is you want to have a plan before you retire, ideally at least five years out, on what you're gonna do with Medicare. Now, 
this plan can change in the future, that's totally okay, and it probably will, because I'm sure the rules will change, laws will change, but you have to know, at least have an idea of what it's gonna cost you when Medicare comes into play. Now, Medicare really only comes into play starting at 65, so if you're retiring before that, then it's not gonna come into play, but you have to at least understand it, at least the basics, at least the basics, you don't have to go in depth, understand the basics of the program and what you're gonna pick and, and how it makes sense for you. Now, one thing I am going to add here is that I'm gonna be talking about tons of different topics today, tons of them, different ones, and there's no way that I'm gonna be able to cover each one of these, for example, health insurance or life insurance or Medicare, all these different things in depth in this episode. I'm not gonna do that, right? But there's gonna be a link below in the description on the podcast and the YouTube channel to take you to, I always write an article with most pieces of content, okay? And in that article, it goes through all these same topics we're talking about, the, the five things you wanna talk about or think about five years out from retirement. And in each one of these, there's gonna be links to other articles and videos that go in depth into each and every one of these topics that I'm just gonna graze over today. So if there's any of those, you're like, oh man, I really do need to get a plan for Medicare. I really do need to get a plan for my TSP. Well, there's gonna be links in that article to go in depth of, okay, this is what I'm actually talking about. These are the options that you have. So definitely check that out if you want any more in-depth information about any one of these topics. All right, number two, and this is a big one. Once you kind of figure out, okay, I can keep the health insurance and I can keep the insurance I need into retirement, no problem, awesome. The next big thing is your income. Your income is, can you afford to retire? Can you afford it? And to answer that question, you have to, of course, know your pension inside and out, know what you're gonna get, know how it's calculated, get an estimate from your agency. So, okay, how much is my pension gonna be after taxes? after survivor benefits, after everything comes out that's gonna come out, right? Because often it could be a big difference between your gross pension and then what's actually left at the end of the day. You have to know that. Again, if you wanna know how to calculate your pension, there's a link below in the article, like I said, check that out. Next, social security. What's your plan on social security, right? That's often a big part of your retirement, right? And so you want to come up with a strategy before you retire on what you're gonna do. Now that strategy can change later. Maybe your strategy is like, hey, I don't need Social Security right away, but I'm gonna delay it some, but I don't know exactly how long. That's fine, just have a general idea of how the program works so that you're not blindsided down the road of, oh man, I, I didn't know how this works. Um, maybe it's not, maybe you don't get as much money as you thought. There's lots of things to consider. And again, if you wanna think about strategies for you as a federal employee for Social Security, how to get the most out of it, there'll be a link below in that same article, like I said, link below. Check out, it's on my website, and there's all these links to these other pieces of information to go deeper and have every one of these topics. Now, the last piece of income that all federal employees have, now you might have other income, you might have rentals, you might have a military retirement, you may have VA disability, you may have other income, that's awesome, that's great, but the core three income sources for a federal employee, again, is your first pension, Social Security, and your TSP. Your TSP is that last piece, and the big questions you have to really think about is, okay, how much is that going to provide me in income? In income, right? And a good way to at least estimate it at the beginning is the 4% rule, right? So take whatever your TSP is. Let's say, let's keep it easy. Let's say you got a hundred grand, a hundred thousand dollars in your TSP. How much can that reasonably provide for you for the rest of your life? Well, 4% rule says, hey, take a hundred grand times up by 4%. Well, that's $4,000. So, so again, 100 grand would provide $4,000 a year in retirement. 
And then if it's a traditional TSP, that's pre-tax, then you have to take taxes out of that as well. If you want to know, again, there's another a link in the, art, uh, in the same article I was talking about on going deeper. Okay, how much do you have in your TSP? How much do you think that can actually provide for you for the rest of your life and not worry about running out of money in retirement? And once you kind of get all three of these decisions made on, okay, this is my pension, right? And this is my plan on social security. This is my plan with my TSP and how much it could provide. Then from there, you can actually answer the question of, hey, can I afford to retire? But of course, the other side of the equation is, what are your expenses gonna be, right? And a great place to start is, what are you spending now? What are you spending now, right? And maybe a great place to start is, um, if you ever look at your lead and earnings statement, basically where it shows, hey, this is your gross pay, this is all the things that come out of it, and this is your net pay, how much you get in your bank account every two weeks, right? A great place to start is, hey, what is my net pay right now? What am I spending um, on just my life, my life, right? Um, and maybe that's a great starting point. Okay, every two weeks I'm getting 3,000 bucks net. Great, how much is that a month? How much income am I gonna have in retirement net? Is that gonna be about the same? Do I want to be able to have more money in retirement, maybe is less fine. Maybe you're, are you gonna pay off your mortgage and so you need less in retirement? Those are the sort of questions you have to dig into, again, at least five years out. So you can say, hey, this is what I have to do to adjust to maybe be a little more prepared than I, than I um, am or maybe, maybe you're, you weren't as prepared as you thought you were, right? So those are the things definitely think about when it comes to income and expenses. Now, the next big thing that you have to understand and be ready for within five years of retirement is the big decisions that you make at the time you retire, right? And two of them you actually make on the retirement application. And it's really hard to change these things later. So you wanna know when you're going into it, what the decisions are and what makes sense for you. So number one is survivor benefits, survivor benefits. And that is when you retire, you can decide if you want to leave your spouse a piece of your pension if you were to pass away first, okay? Um, there's three options, three options. There's full survivor benefits, which basically leaves them half of your pension, um, but it costs you 10% of your pension um, while you're both alive, right? Next option is it's the partial survivor benefit. Basically, it costs you 5% of your pension while you're both alive, but it leaves your spouse 25%. And the last option is um, just no, you don't pay anything, but they don't get anything if um, if you pass away. So first you gotta decide, hey, does my spouse need extra income if I was to pass away? What income are they gonna be left with? That's huge. And be able to make this decision confidently. Now, one big nuance here is if you don't let your, or don't give your spouse the survivor benefit and you pass away first, they cannot stay on your federal health insurance. So they better have health insurance by themselves. Maybe they're a federal employee and they have their own FEHB, great. Um, but if not, then you probably are gonna want at least some survivor benefit. And in general, the full survivor benefit is needed for a lot of people because they need the income as well as the insurance. So definitely think through some of these nuances of, okay, what are you gonna be leaving for your spouse? And what are they gonna be leaving you if one of you passes away first? Because it all comes down to just being prepared, thinking through these details so you don't have to worry and stress about these details later. And a second big decision that you make on the retirement application is life insurance. 
where your federal life insurance, like we talked about, there's some rules on whether you can keep it or not into retirement. But the next question is, do you want to keep it? Because there's there's a number of parts. There's, of course, basic, part A, part B, and part C. And they all work a little different in retirement, and they all cost different amounts in retirement, depending on which options you pick. And you pick these options when you retire, when you submit your application. That is when you make the decision. So first, how much life insurance do you need? And once you know that, what is the best option out of the four um, that you might have with the government to keep? And again, the federal life insurance can get quite expensive into retirement. So um, you definitely want to think, okay, how much do you need? And if you don't need it, great. You don't have to pay for it, right? But if you need some, you want to make sure things are dialed in and you're not paying more than you have to. Now, the next big decision you make about retirement time, it's not on the retirement application, but it's about retirement time that you certainly want to be thinking about it, is what you're going to do with your your TSP. And what I'm talking about here is, okay, are you going to keep the money in the TSP, in the thrift savings plan? Are you going to move it to an IRA, right? How are you going to invest it in retirement? And again, these topics are huge topics that I could talk about for a long time on, you know, the pros and cons of a TSP versus an IRA or the investment strategy that you should pick for retirement. These are massive topics. But these are the sort of things that you gotta have in your brain so that you're not you know, in shell shock, right? When you're tired, trying to make all these decisions at once. Because when we get decision fatigue, when we're trying to make so many decisions at once, first, either we clam up and do nothing, and that's terrible, right? Second, we make bad decisions. You don't wanna do that. You wanna plan over time, and over time your knowledge base and your confidence in this kind of stuff is just gonna rise exponentially. So that's the sort of thing you wanna make these decisions over time. And again, if you wanna know more about the pros and cons of an IRA or the TSP in retirement, there's a link in the in the article I said on my website. Check, check out the, the description below. Um, or if you want to figure out, hey, what's the best retirement investment strategy for me? Again, there'll be a link to an article um, all about that below as well. Now, the fourth big thing that you have to really square away within the, the five years before retirement is making sure that your documentation for your career is perfect. You don't want any mistakes there because when it comes to, of course, your pension, how much that's going to be, and your eligibility to retire when you want and with the benefits you want, like your health insurance, all these things, it comes down to your career and how many years of service you have. And so if the documentation isn't correct, right, or there's mistakes on your SF50s, your standard form 50s, which document a lot of the changes in your career, if there's mistakes, typos, things like that, that is where big mistakes happen with OPM and just with processing applications where there's delays and big issues that happen. And some people just get incorrect amounts for their pension even in retirement because there's mistakes. So what you wanna do is you wanna go and check all your standard form 50s, right? If you don't know where those are, talk to you know talk to a coworker. It's generally in your EOPF, your electronic official personal folder, right? Personnel folder. It's generally in there, right? So check that out. Make sure everything looks right. And especially if you have weird service, like part-time service, intermittent service, um, leave without pay, military time, anything like that that's out of the ordinary, not full-time stuff, you want to make sure everything is well-documented. If you bought back military time, you want to make sure your agency has all the documentation. Maybe make an appointment with an HR rep if that's available to you and go through your documentation. Make sure they have everything that they need to confirm you worked as long as you have worked, that you have made all the deposits that you have made. All these things are dialed in, ready to go. So you don't want to be surprised when you turn in your retirement application where they come back and like, ah, you got to work six more months. You don't want that. That is no fun at all. You want to make sure these are taken care of 
before, nice and promptly, before you actually try to retire. All right, the last thing that you need to square away before you retire five years out from retirement that you really need to start thinking about is picking a specific day to retire. Specific, a specific date, whether it's, okay, December 12th, whether it's June 21st, whatever it is, picking that day. Now first, you're eligible to retire. You have all the benefits that you need in retirement. You have the income you're gonna need in retirement. Pick that day, pick it, okay? And you've worked hard, you made it. If you can pick a day and be confident that you're good to go in retirement, congrats, congrats. That you have worked so hard in your career and of course, being a civil servant, thank you, thank you for your service. And putting in the time and energy, and if you're watching this, I know you're putting in time and energy to, to learn in this stuff. So a big kudos to you for being prepared, confident, and comfortable in retirement. If there's any advice, any tips that you got or maybe you did within five years of retirement that helps you be a little more prepared or that you're doing, right? To be prepared for retirement, please share it below, share it with the community, and that's where we all learn and get better and improve. So I hope that was helpful. If you have any questions yourself, there's also a link below to submit questions to my website, where that's honestly where we get the topics for these, these videos, for this podcast, to always produce the stuff that you guys are interested in and would help you guys the most. So I hope that was helpful. Have a great rest of your day. I'll talk to you soon.